0: Welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we help people explode into their lives through full impact mindfulness. There's no entrance fee, on the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. If you're welcome nowhere else, you're certainly welcome here. Welcome, my friends. I'm Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist, and today I'm joined, as usual, by my good friend, co-host, and producer of this program, Mr. Mike
1: Uh, Glad to be here once again with you.
0: Mike, we've been talking uh, about the general malaise of the world, this general sense of uneasiness and uncertainty Mm -hmm. that seems to be uh, pervasive throughout not only this society, and I'm speaking of uh, the United States, but generally, spreading throughout a lot of the other countries, the sense of some sense of of hopelessness and foreboding.
1: Yeah, and, 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 and you know, obviously, it's 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 a lot of reaction from a lot of people got upended in the last year and a half, two years, uh, with everything. And 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 I mean, I think we talked about it on the show. It's just like everybody. Is dealing with a a you know you know not a PTSD but you know a reaction to uh, trauma you know the world has undergone trauma in the last in the last two years over uh, this, this big pandemic and all the reactions to it and everything so so I mean we're all kind of responding to things and some people it's hard to respond the right way in mass right or or in a positive way in mass
0: yes the sense of isolation has left many people. With a feeling of hopelessness, mm-hmm. and what we'd like to talk about today, um, as most everyone knows out there by now, uh, there's a we like to speak about the difference between religion and spirituality. Yes, uh, religion being a dogma enforced set of rules and structure, and spirituality, which is a more of a connection mm-hmm. a spiritual experience with what we call in the 12step world a higher power Mike mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what we're going to talk about today is prayer and please don't let that word uh, I don't know what that word generates in you when you when I say the word prayer Mike, what comes immediately to your mind? Uh, church
1: and the bible and christianity yes yeah. yes
0: and it's remember it's the kitchen in which we were cooked in how we perceive things
1: mm-hmm. so in it's my own a, what i grew up with right
0: yes in my own we it's relational framing it's what it's the framing that we have, how we relate to what we relate to our past experiences and memories in mind consist of being raised in the Catholic Church, and when I think of prayer, we think of being on our knees and folding our hands and saying the rote prayers. Um, and please don't think that I'm uh, throwing stones at those rote prayers, because what are those rote prayers but forms of mantra Mm -hmm. In meditations, Mm -hmm. where we got where we attempt to get into a deeper type of understanding and connection. And those type of prayers, Mike, the mantras are to disconnect us from the sights, sounds and images of the material world. Absolutely. And for what we're looking for is some type of a healing balm, some type of some type of a, a connection with something that's greater than ourselves. Right. So, so, Mike, if we truly believe that we're the end-all and be-all of creation, uh, I think that that's a very arrogant type of attitude.
1: It's a big universe out there, right? It's a, <laughs> I actually just watched. Um, are you for, uh, aware of the show, uh, What We Do in the Shadows? I'm aware of it. You're aware of it. It's like you know, one of those mockumentary Taika Waititi, Waititi um, uh, shows, and it's about vampires that live in, I, I think, Long Island, right? Okay. And uh, somebody explained to um, somebody explained uh, the universe as a whole to the one. And he's like, he's like, I've lived seven and a half centuries thinking that we were a planet when everything rotated around us. um, That was held up by giant elephants that's riding a giant turtle, Uh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like that kind of thing, like that geo, that very, that very geocentric kind of idea. Right. But when it really it's like, hey, we're just a little speck here and it's a big world and and there's more than what's right in front of us. Right.
0: Well. There's so much uh, discord in the world today, I believe that at some point, I don't know when, Mike, uh, we kind of lost the sense that we were all playing on the same team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you go along the law of physics that says that matter cannot be created or destroyed, energy cannot be created or destroyed, then you and I are breathing molecules and atoms that have existed for perhaps billions of years. Mm-hmm. We're all we're all connected with all of this, and we go back to what we've talked before about the uh, Sanskrit, the Buddhist mantra of Um So Hung, Um So Hum, Um So Hum, and what it translates into is I am that, mm-hmm. I am that, meaning that both you and I, everyone, the birds, the water, the stones, are made up of the same type of energy. And when we contemplate being connection and oneness with the universe and all the energy, when we contemplate and we meditate on saying I am that and we connect with everything, it gets you to the point where uh, like the Buddhists and the Hindus say, why would I hurt or destroy anything? Because that's part of me. I am that, which is one of our concepts of do no harm. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why we uh, had that tattoo put on us as long as we're doing no intentional harm to anyone or anything then we can certainly do as we choose so uh this matter of prayer and i'll go back to uh when i was in my uh, second hospital and i was called down to the i will we'll call it the head shed to visit the psychiatrist and i walked in there and i sat down and the psychiatrist uh asked me he says uh Mr. Allermeyer, I understand you pray. And I said, yeah, doc, I think I do. Because I'd been to some 12-step meetings. I had some inkling of it, not a whole lot of idea. It's like learning how to count to 10 in Spanish. Okay, Mm -hmm. most everybody Mm -hmm. knows that uh, without any meaning behind it. And I said, yes. And uh, apparently my roommate had turned me in. He thought I was disturbed for what I was doing, praying. And uh, keep in mind that he was my roommate in a psychiatric hospital, not the Holiday Inn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I said, yes. And he says, uh, he says, tell me, Jim, what is prayer? And I said, well, I believe it's talking to God, the creator, the divine, whatever. And, he said, and then he says, oh, you talk to God, do you? And I said, uh, yes, I do. And I kind of know where this conversation was heading. So then he says, uh, does God talk to you? And I said, well, I like to think so. And then he asked me the question. He says, do you hear God talk to you? And I was a little bit upset, so I said, of course I do, don't you? Uh, and I, he nodded his head, and I saw him right at the bottom of the uh, his paper, Psychotic. So he dismissed me, and I'm walking back to the room, and I'm thinking, well, Chief, you just uh, breathed your last breath of fresh air. You've uh, You've punched your ticket to mayview which was a hospital outside of pittsburgh here uh, fortunately somebody burned it down a long time ago uh mm-hmm. actually somebody did burn it down mike <laughs> so i'm sitting there and i'm thinking you know what i have to talk to someone sane mm-hmm. and i'm sitting in a psychiatric hospital and mike there was not, there wasn't anybody sane in that hospital doctors staff didn't matter uh so i asked them i asked i was in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, which is I considered Catholic Central, even though I wasn't a practicing Catholic, I asked uh I asked one of the staff to call up there because I wanted to talk to a priest. And uh remember, when we're connection, when we believe that we're present and aware, then the divine, the creator of the universe, will put people, places, and things in our lives. And if we're there to see them, then they'll have some meaning. There was a priest there in 20 minutes, and his name was Father Raphael. And he sat down and he talked to me and I told him my story. And uh, at the end, he just said a few words to me, Mike. What he said was, he's there, Jim, he's there, God talks to everybody. And what he told me was that very few people listen. Very few people listen. And that's a moment that struck with me for so long mm-hmm. because there's so much chatter there's so much sight, sounds and images that are put into our heads, Mike, that creation, whatever could be happening ten feet away from us and we'd have no idea it was occurring. hmm
1: mm-hmm. This is where this is like what we're talking about about taking that moment and observe, right? Because, you know, shut down that chatter and see what's around you. And, you know, I you know, I listened to a song by by one of my favorite bands that talks about miracles. And it seems to get a little goofy when some of the stuff they mention on there, but it's also just like listen, everything around you is 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 part of this
0: when we talk about manifestation which Mm -hmm. all the cool kids are talking about Mm -hmm. when we talk about the law of attraction we're talking about generating this positive energy this prayer this connection this joining in with uh i remember years and years ago my mother called me and said would you pray for so and so who's dying of cancer and i said mom uh i said i if you want me to i will however I personally don't believe that the Creator of the Divine is waiting to hear from me before its a decision is made on this person.
1: And I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of in a similar thing, um, where it's like uh, I think they have better things to do, <laughs> you know. Then listen to me.
0: Well, and uh, however, uh, we ended the call. But I, here's what I did tell her: I said what I will do is ask that they have the uh, that they have the courage to accept whatever happens Mm -hmm. whatever whatever the creator of the divine will is well two minutes later i get a call from my brother who said uh mom just called me and asked me how i felt to have a brother who was an atheist (laughs) (laughs) so however what we're talking about is this connection and i know that there's a lot of talk about third eyes Mm -hmm. Okay, so the third eye sometimes is viewed in mystic circles as the first eye is the is the is the eye of the senses that takes in the data, the sight, the sounds and the images. The second eye would be going a little further and deeper, and that would be the the eye of reason. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. and uh, what we're talking about when we get into this prayer realm and open up into what we call the beginner's mind, Mike, which we often talk about would be be the mind of contemplative understanding mm-hmm. to sit back non-judgmentally contemplatively understand and try to connect with the universe that's what we're talking about this the third eye uh there is a i've been listening to although and i hope nobody is offended out there i am not a christian although i truly uh, believe that uh The Jesus person said a lot of really wonderful things, and I agree with everything that he said. Uh, So uh, a Catholic priest, his name is Richard Rohr, and he described uh, prayer as returning the divine gaze. And I just thought that was an absolutely beautiful way to put things. Mm -hmm. So most people, when they pray, Mike, they usually what they're asking for... Forgiveness. Well, usually they're asking for something. For, okay. Yeah, forgiveness,
1: forgiveness, and help a lot of
0: times. It helps, time. yes. So, or in the twelve-step world, we would often call those foxhole prayers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. My one of my favorite prayers was most repeated prayers were, "Please don't let the lights come on behind me." <laughs> so, however, when you're not participating in those activities, you don't have to make those type of prayers. So, and you're exactly correct, Mike. The prayers of uh, forgiveness, the prayers of particularly gratitude. Mm-hmm. How much? How much gratitude do you hear on the news every day? How much? How much gratitude do you hear people talking yeah, about? Those
1: are the special interest show uh, uh, stories at the end of the newscast. Usually, they try to hold you on, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, so. so. Generally, when a doctor or a physician, some type of a provider, walks into a room, one of the first things they ask you is, "What's wrong?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you think the tenor of uh, or the atmosphere of that meeting would go if the first thing they asked is, "Tell me a few things that are right about you?"
1: Doesn't it set the tone? You know, doesn't it just set that that negative tone? I mean, you, you, so of course you're going to come from that way. So
0: yes, mm-hmm. yes. So quite often I'll knock people off of their, uh, square when they first come in and see me. And I'll say, well, what's right about being you? And most people will say, I've never been asked that question. Hmm. I've never been asked that question. So when we're talking about, when we're talking about the connection, uh, I think most people don't even view their own mortality, Mike. mm hmm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So many people are doing all of these whatever things in the world, these selfish, self centered things, thinking that there's going to be no end to their life.
1: Yeah. It, it, yeah. You don't think about what, what happens, you know, whether that be, you know, what happens to people around you or, or that there is a
0: next step to it, right? Yes. In the Buddhist world, death, death defines life, mm-hmm. which means that uh, every day is a gift. And yes, someday you're going to die. However, it may not be today, so live your life that's right in front of you. When Jesus was talking to his disciples, his apostles, always telling them, I'm right here, I'm right in front of you. When he was saying, I am, who are you? His answer would be, I am, meaning I'm right here in front of you. Mm -hmm. I am. And when we talk about gratitude, Uh, the Native Americans had a different type of conception. Uh, I know that people misinterpret the Christian Bible. They believe that men and women, man was created to control the earth Mm -hmm. like they own it. Mm -hmm. Actually, the word is uh, the creator of the divine, according to that story, gave people as stewards of the earth. That means you're caretakers. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. So if you're a caretaker of the planet, does that mean that you have a right to destroy everything in it? No. So it's it's it's, it's a sad thing that in the last century over a hundred million human beings have been killed by each other, and now we're trying to destroy the host. So I think of this uh, Native American uh, prayer that uh, says uh, it's it's just an amazingly wonderful prayer that I thought that was. Uh, just so beautiful. And so their concept was of the uh, great spirit, was it not? And they revered the land because no one owned it. They were caretakers of it, which was one of the reasons why uh, the Western world, Peter Stuyvesant, they thought they got one over on the Indians by selling Manhattan for $24 worth mm-hmm. of beads. Actually, it's the Indians who thought they were getting over because they had absolutely no conception that land could be bought or sold. Mm-hmm. None. Mm-hmm. Zero. They just said, hey, we'll give you uh, $24. We'll give you all these beads and trinkets. They thought it was great because they couldn't give it. They couldn't give them the land anyway because mm-hmm.
1: they didn't own it. They pretty much just got free free whatever.
0: They thought, great, yeah. good. That's wonderful. So one of, these, uh, one of the year... Uh, her prayers it is just gorgeous it says we return thanks to our mother the earth which sustains us we return thanks to the rivers and streams which supply us with waters we return thanks to all herbs which furnish medicine for the cure of our diseases we return thanks to the corn and to her sisters the beans and the squashes which give us life we return thanks to the winds which moving the air has banished diseases we return thanks to the moon and the stars which have given us their light when the sun was gone we return thanks to the sun that he has looked upon the earth with a beneficent eye lastly we return thanks to the great spirit in whom all in whom is embodied all goodness and who directs all things for the good of his children so do muslims breathe any differently than you mike nope do christians breathe any differently than muslims no or hindus or jews no so where's the discrepancy at, Mike?
1: It's the it's the interpretation and the point of view. Yes, yes,
0: yes. So uh, all of these religions have as their basic core, do unto others as you would want done unto you. So I'm having a little bit of problem about this thing about who's right and who's wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm having a little, little issue with that when we talk about gratitude. And in further podcasts, what I'd like to do is talk about the actual psychological and biological benefits, the physiological changes in the body mm-hmm. when we pray and when we meditate and how it can change our outlook and our perception on life.
1: And it is, you know, it's important to stress. It doesn't matter from which angle you come from. But whatever puts your mind at ease and lets it open up, whether that be, you know, the ways that you were taught as a Christian or Catholic or, you know, a Muslim, a Buddhist, a Native American, whatever opens your mind up to be receptive um, and listen inside what that voice is, whether that's just your inner voice, whether that be God's voice, whatever it is, whatever it is, that's important to find to find peace
0: well said well said be quiet and pay attention Mm -hmm. so if anyone would uh, like to participate in this conversation please contact us we would be glad to or reach out to you as we are open to all views
1: absolutely and please also support us on the patreon page patreon.com slash fishing without bait we actually did record before this episode a, uh, I think we're going to throw it out there. If you're okay with it, I happen to hit record early. Uh, we had a conversation about the state of mental health and professional wrestling, of all things. So, uh, if you want kind of a little different angle, a little you know wider conversation, please uh, support us over there as low as a as dollar a month helps us keep the lights on here with fishing without
0: bait. And as a free offering, we offer a free prescription: fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste.
1: Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in